fascia is a type of connective tissue that if you were to take everything out of the body and leave just the fascia, you would have a holographic image of a person in front of you. Hmm. And fascia... Kind of like a Spider-Man outfit, kind, it sounds like. Kind of like a Spider-Man. Well, cheating would be in this case, I'm going to intentionally do something that I know provides danger or damage to my physical health. So is that cheating or is that a choice? And it's a choice we make, but we should not go intentionally go out there to make a bad choice. That's my point. I don't know how many of you have ever seen the old classic Christmas story, It's a Wonderful Life, right? But but in that movie, there was a run on the banks, right? And it's like, oh my word, nobody had any, any cash. Well, this actually is happening in real life and it won't be a wonderful life, right? It's a matter of fascia tissue. Probably never heard that in the context of medical or physical care. But did you know the fascia tissue is really, really important for overall body compositional, um, the way it's arranged and the way it's held together? With that said, what is the fascia tissue? Fascia is a type of connective tissue that if you were to take everything out of the body and leave just the fascia, you would have a holographic image of a person in front of you. Hmm. And fascia... Kind of like a Spider-Man outfit, it sounds like. Kind of like a Spider-Man. Fascia has multiple layers from superficial to deep, even organ or parietal fascia that encompasses organs. Mm -hmm. And it's much like a fishnet, if you will. If you get a snag in an area of fascia, you think about that pull in the fishnet, it's going to affect the whole fishnet. Mm. So that area of fascia can, can become constricted and it can be deficient in the production of something called hyaluronin. And when it becomes deficient in that particular substance, the fascia dries up, dries out, and becomes like a trigger point. And that trigger point can be a nidus for chronic pain. Well, when you talk about hyaluronin, you're, you know, you hear people all the time talk about hyaluronic acid that will help uh, repair that. And fascia is made of collagen. A lot of people don't think about fascias as being important because it's not talked about. But as a former massage therapist, you would really heavily focus on the fascia, wouldn't you? Well, that's where I would get the biggest difference. And you can change the snag in the fishnet by applying pressure over time. It's, a, it's called hysteresis. Things will change in their nature if you apply pressure and heat through time. So you can essentially give the body a good ironing. It's like, yeah. it's like exercising an area that doesn't get enough physical exercise, if you will. Fascia can become very dysfunctional if we don't move because it's blood oxygen and nutrients that are moving through the tissues that irrigate the tissues and bring nutrition to them. So mm -hmm. if we sit too much, fascia can develop this thing called 
myofascial pain syndromes because there's just not enough nourishment and there's a lack of hyaluronin that's being produced and the area, the, the body becomes dysfunctional. Well, it's interesting because I think of fascia, maybe two different analogies. One is like pantyhose, you know, right? And the other is like maybe uh, aluminum foil. Both wrap up something, but if there is a, a run in the hose, that's a problem. And if there's a wrinkle in the um, the wrapping, you know, the aluminum foil, that's a problem too. And you're talking about the ability to kind of fix those runs and fix those wrinkles, even with your hands, right? Well, with, you know, whether it's chiropractic, deep tissue massage, there's other things like cupping that are out there now, mm -hmm. acupuncture, dry needling, those Techniques all affect the fascia and the fascial layers. And the principle is bringing blood oxygen and nutrients in and flushing out an area that's been stagnant. Now, how else can we treat fascia? Of course, nutrition is going to mm -hmm. be highly important in getting enough simply of the omega-3 fatty acids because omega-3s bring inflammation down. Good point. And I think people need to understand since fascia is made from collagen there there i believe there's five types of collagen yes uh, type one is the most abundant but then i believe if i'm correct me if i'm wrong type three is the structure that builds the fascia but the bottom line is we can actually bring in collagen can't we with with, uh, with supplements i like whole body collagen use it every day you put know? it in your water dissolves in yeah. your water it's tasteless colorless and can go down the gullet while you're working during the day while you're riding your bike you can have it in your Water holder in your you backpack, can. fanny pack, satchel. You can People take it are with saying, you. "Well, didn't doesn't that get gross?" No, the freaky thing is you can put a a scoop of our whole body collagen into water that's clear. Give it a little bit of a twirl, and it it pretty much goes clear again. It's got a little tint of a um, uh, maybe a, a, a dingy brown, maybe a little bit, maybe. But it's slight, but it tastes good, and you don't you don't taste any difference. Some people also put it in their coffee as a creamer. Pretty cool. So nutrients, collagen, omega-3s, other things that can help fascia are just applying heat. Yeah. You know, um, maybe through something that's put it like a, a beanbag that's put in a microwave and not necessarily electrical heat to, to tissue, but something that's heated and then placed on the tissue can improve blood flow mm -hmm. and, and oxygen to the tissues. There's also yoga. Yoga is, when done right, yoga is a very dynamic athletic activity that essentially lines up the joints and can help uh, stretch or line up fascia as well. Well, lining up the joints, lining up fascia, lining up anything is going to help better blood flow, isn't it? I, mean, I think that's the moral of the story here. We're trying to bring about uh, oxygenation back to areas again because there's healing in the blood. Yeah. You talk about that uh, yoga position down dog. Mm -hmm. You know, when you get in the down dog, you know which joints are tight and need some stretching. And as you hang out in one of those positions for a while, that's heat and time, blood, oxygen, and nutrients to the tissue, which improve the health of the fascia. Also using maybe a foam roller. There's all yeah. kinds of foam rollers on the market now. Well, there is, and, and the, it, it's mixed, and sometimes, you know, mixed data is 
It's just what it is. It's mixed. It doesn't mean it doesn't work. It doesn't mean it does work. But you, know, you think something does work and it makes you feel better. That's good. I think that when you look at this whole process of the fascia tissue, we, it, it's neglected a lot. And a lot of people find themselves in chronic pain situations, you know. Uh, I think of plantar fasciitis, you know, the fascia that, that's on the bottom of your foot and how that gets misaligned and all that. And all these things that can happen, but if we just give a little bit of attention, a little bit of fascial love and even some facial love too we'll probably see a little bit more healing there so you know i think take your collagen do some things we talked about today make sure you stretch and make sure you get with someone that knows what they're doing obviously to give your fascia a little bit of treatment and you might find yourself being uh, freed up from some of these pain maladies that bother you so give us a call at our clinic or reach out to us at sherwood.tv and uh, we're happy to help you it's often said that we need to break a diet or break a fast. No, I don't like the concept of cheating at all, but we're gonna show you some true cheat codes next. I could use your assistance. Okay, um... Jesus. Huh? I, my name is Jesus. <laughs> sure. Jesus. Jesus is here today. You, uh, you looking for a job? Yes, sir. You and Mark have 45 days before the bank forecloses. Not to worry. They do not call me by God buyer for nothing. The collection plate starts to be passed around. Mark reaches into the basket and shouts, you and your family are the winner from the first church of the Lotto. Kind of think of it like a high stakes bingo night every Sunday. This video of the diaper is going viral right before I. This is a miracle. What, what is? is? Friends of Faith has over 300,000 followers. Oh my god! That's more followers than Moses had. Jesus! Take the wheel! Say it. No, Stop it. take the wheel! I got it! I got it, buddy. And when you navigate through these, these economies with people, Here's, here's what happens. We want to hold their hand through it, let them know when it's time to buy, sell, reallocate, get out of Dodge. Because a lot of times when you're struck with fear, fear does two things. Number one, it can paralyze and, and people just put their head in the sand and say, I'm just going to forget about it and hopefully it gets better. Or it causes you to make a wrong decision. And this is why we are here is to help people navigate through the political quagmire nonsense that's going on, the economic malaise and the absolute collapse that we're seeing. And when our freedoms are eroding, our political freedoms, our economic freedoms, our personal freedoms, our religious freedoms, our health freedoms, they're all tied together. But you know what doesn't need to erode with that? Our finances. KirkElliottPhD.com forward slash Sherwood. Let's shine the spotlight on one of our star supplements. The human body can make most of the types of fats it needs from other fats or raw materials, but not omega-3 fatty acids, also called omega-3 fats or N3 fats. These are essential fats that the body must get from food. BioMega 1000 provides a potent dose of omega-3 essential fatty acids sourced from a strategically placed fishing facility in the far South Pacific Ocean off the coast of Chile. Each capsule delivers an impressive 1,000 milligrams of EPA and DHA, and the capsules also contain vitamin E. 
See the link below for a special offer. And remember, don't be fooled by cheap online knockoffs. People ask us all the time, is it okay to have a cheat meal? Well, personally, I don't think so. And I'll, I'll tell you the logic behind it. So don't, don't shoot the messenger. Just hear me out. Think through this logically with your critical thinking cap on. I'll answer the question, is it okay to have a cheat meal, by asking you a couple of other questions. Is it okay to cheat your job by saying you came to work and didn't? No. Is it okay to cheat the government and pull some scam to not pay your taxes? No. Is it okay to, you, we've had a good week of marriage. Is it okay to go out and have a cheat date with some dude? No, not, not once, not ever. No. no. So we, this is an area then, why is it okay? Or let me just rephrase the question back to you. Is it okay then to cheat your health even one time? To cheat on your health. Even one time. Define what, what cheating means. Well, cheating would be in this case, I'm going to intentionally do something that I know provides danger or damage to my physical health. So is that cheating or is that a choice? I think it's a choice. And I think it's a choice we all make in all those areas. That's my point. You just made it. There, good job. I think we make a choice. And we calculate the probabilities and odds that something good or bad will happen. You know, it's just a probability assessment. Everything we do, you invest in the stock market. You, you do this, you do that. And it's a choice we make. But we should not go intentionally go out there to make a bad choice. That's my point. And when we go out there and encourage somebody to make one bad choice, my thought process and big caution flag is, that opens a door to other bad choices that are also okayed. Well, I, I agree with that thought process. As many years as I've been in clinical practice, which mm -hmm. is about 22 now, one of the things that I find hardest for people is this thing called transformation of lifestyle. Oh, yeah. And they get what they call on the wagon, and then they fall off the wagon, and it becomes this process of self-abuse. So as we're learning to navigate the pathways and do better and better, if we will plan the time that we're going to make a choice to do something we know has a consequence that might not be health-giving, mm -hmm. it keeps us away from having this thing called a guilty conscience. That's right. Oftentimes, people will not start the process because they already know or think they're going to fail. Yeah. So if we set them up for success and say, okay, well, if, if you want to move into this slowly— and we're going to work towards that 100% success. And as you continue to feel better and better, you're going to continue to make better and better choices. And the majority of your choices will be health-giving instead of health-destroying. Well, that's right. You know, and, and I think this whole idea of a cheap meal, I mean, you think about this from a, a, a broad standpoint. How did we ever get here? You know, how did we ever get where that was even a question? Uh, we got here because we were so far off with our thinking. You know, you went through a little litany of things right there to change people's thinking. 
our thinking has been so, um, you know, steered in the wrong direction for so long. Now we, we have the idea that we even see clinicians tell people, go have a cheat meal. Now, we might need to rephrase all of that. We might need to say, like, when you're making changes, it's going to be a little challenging because the culture is here. Make better choices. Make your changes. But if you choose to go over here and have one of those things, don't celebrate it. It's not something good. Just be willing to accept the consequences and try to do a little bit better next time. Just encourage people. But what we can't do is encourage less than excellent behavior. Well, as long as I've lived on the planet, I have come to know that if I miss a meal or two or even three or sometimes four, I'm not going to starve to death. No. So when we're traveling and we're out and about and we're going about our ways and we get in a tight pinch, I always set myself up for success. Mm -hmm. Well, what does that mean? I take something with me. I have it packed in my fanny pack, my carry-on, my backpack, whatever that is, so that if I get in a circumstance where I feel like I need to have some fuel, I've got the right kind of fuel available. Yeah. That way I don't have to make a choice that might destroy my health. Well, look, I mean, you see right there on the table in front of us, kingdom candy. Great. Fruit. Great. Uh, you can take a little bottle like this. A shaker cup. And you can put kingdom fuel powder in, in there just by itself dry. And when you get ready to have a drink, you can put some water in there and shake it and you're ready to go. You don't have to fall down because there's quote unquote nothing around healthy to eat. It's all about a choice. And choices are like, you know, like this, just make better choices every day. At the end of the day, did I make good choices? And if I didn't, analyze the ones I didn't make a good choice on and do better tomorrow if I have another chance. And it's really about, you know, making your best choices better every day. And it's a it's a journey and a process. I still do that. I used to do that. We're all trying to make better choices in all parts of life. But we've got to set ourselves up for success rather than set ourselves up for certain failure. Well, and... You know, when food is the false comforter, we have to change that behavior every day from advertisement mm. to the marketing in the, the, the shops, the markets. We're barraged with all of these false things that say they're going to bring us health or we're just reaching to them mm. for comfort. So we have to find comfort in the real comforter yeah. and stop making food the comfort. Well, and people don't understand this, but but... Ladies and gentlemen, this is true. The food today that's constructed in a processed manner, processed sugars and processed bread, do create drug-like effects. They hit your dopamine receptors like cocaine hits dopamine, and they hit your opioid receptors like heroin and fentanyl hits your opioid receptors, and you get addicted. So some of the things we have that are driving people off course are truly addicting. So when you're making changes, it's okay to go through some fasting times. It's okay to go through some feeding times. Just make sure that you understand that making choices for you every day is important. Make your best choices better every day. And get involved with, with practices like this that will help you personalize those things. So give us a call at our office or come see us at Sherwood.tv and we'll help you with your nutritional plans. Up next, our financial guru, Kirk Elliott, gives us advice on what you need to know at this time in history. Hey friends, 
You already know the answer to this, but we'll ask you anyway. If you stay away from your favorite junk food for a month and then go back to supersizing it, will your health improve? Well, that's the thing about change. To change, we have to be as consistent as possible. And when we go back to an old habit, it's not the end of the world. We just get back at the new habit. Before you know it, real transformation is evident to you and others. That's why we offer a bunch of helpful bonuses when you subscribe to Kingdom Fuel. Kingdom Fuel is our complete nutritional meal shake. It's the simple start to a transformed life. And we'll auto ship every month so you don't run out. You'll receive two free shaker cups, free access to our video courses, and a monthly call with us filled with practical inspiration. Just see the link below or on your screen and subscribe today. Hey there, Kevin Sorbo here. Now, deep down, we know this. We're, we're more than just a brain and a body. We're a spirit, we're a soul, and we're also a physical temple. If you hit the wall when you're trying to improve one aspect of your being, it's probably because, well, other aspects are sabotaging our success. So that's why diets don't work. And frankly, why so much conventional wisdom from our so-called medical establishments falls flat. Doctors Michelle and Mark Sherwood have a very different approach. I should know because I happen to be one of their patients. They address the whole person to get to know you, your challenges, and more importantly, what your goals are. Then they offer a complete plan that addresses your unique biology and your heart. They'll help you discover what you need to experience transformation. So find out more at Sherwood.tv slash Sorbo. That's Sherwood.tv slash Sorbo, or see the link before. Now I'm heading for a workout. You should be going for a workout too. All right, guys, God bless. Hey everybody, Dr. Kirk Elliott here. And thanks Mark for, for having me on. Um, interesting topic today because it's it's a scary topic for everybody that has funds in the bank, right? So I don't know how many of you have ever seen the old classic Christmas story, It's a Wonderful Life, right? But but in that movie, there was a run on the banks, right? And it's like, oh my word, nobody had any, any cash. Well, this actually is happening in real life and it won't be a wonderful life, right? So, so the FDIC, um, the, the Federal Depository Insurance Corp, right? There, when you have a bank account, a checking account, savings account, your bank accounts are what? They're insured up to $250,000, right? So we all feel safe, right? We all feel safe that our bank accounts should be safe, right? They're not tied to the stock market. They're not tied to the bond market, or are they, right? Because what does the bank do with your funds? They lend it out, right? So, so they used to be that every hundred dollars you would deposit, they would keep ten dollars back, and they would loan out ninety bucks, right? So it was a ten percent reserve requirement. Well, during COVID, the banks, all banks in America, from the Federal Reserve said reserve requirement is zero. So they don't have to keep any money on hand at all, zero, right? Oh my word, they could be ripe for, for a bank run, right? So they also did one other thing. This happened last year. Also what happened last year was they, they actually took, the Fed took $2.5 trillion of liquidity out of the banking system via a mechanism called a reverse repo mechanism, which just means 
They gave all banks these worthless U.S. treasuries and stripped cash out. So they took out two and a half trillion. They made a zero percent reserve requirement, meaning banks don't have anything on hand. So their 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 liquidity is like minimal. But then in November of, of 2022, a meeting was held at the FDIC, and this video just came out. Uh, this first end of the first week in January, it was a video of their meeting. It wasn't intended for public consumption because these FDIC officials were talking and what were they saying? We can't let the public know about this at all. Now the bankers, they need to know what's happening in the markets and the impending collapse. And see Mark, words have meaning, right? So impending collapse, they weren't talking about a collapse that might happen somewhere down the road an impending collapse of the markets and the public can't know about what they're talking about in this meeting because that would have come with unintended consequences. It's like, what in the world were they talking about? So what they're talking about is the FDIC is running out of money. So we all think we have $250,000 insurance coverage. We don't because there's $9 trillion of, of our money in the banking system, 9 trillion, okay? They have 125 billion covering 9 trillion. That's 1.388%. So the FDIC only has 1.388% of all of our deposits covered. No wonder the FDIC officials, when they didn't know they were being recorded, said, we can't let the public know about this because it would come with unintended consequences, which would be what? A run on the banks. And how much banks do how much money do banks have? Zero. 0% reserve requirement, and they stripped two and a half trillion out. So, so this is where, what do we do? I mean, seriously, what do we do when, when our banks aren't even safe? And, and you and I have spoken in the past, Mark, about stock market collapse, bond market collapse, and, and a lot of times people just put their money in the banks when they want it safe, and they just want to sit on the sideline. That's not even a good option now, right? With, with the banking system in, in complete shambles, no liquidity. And now FDIC, the insurance coverage is so underfunded. They only cover 1.388%. So what do we do? What you and I have been talking about for months now, go into tangible assets like gold and silver. It's your safe haven. It's the flight for quality that we all need in times like this, because here's the growth that we've seen. Asset protection, first and foremost, we need to protect everything we've worked so hard to accumulate. Silver and gold are the safest assets in the planet because they're things and things go up with inflation. But over the last 13 weeks, silver's up almost 40%. It was, it was let's see, three months ago. So, you know, 12, 12 13 weeks. It was $17.97 an ounce. Today, it's well over 24. It's up almost 40%. But 12 weeks doesn't make a trend. So let's look back further. Two and a half years, silver was $11.91 an ounce in March of 2020. Now it's up to over 24. That's up 98% in two and a half years, averaging 38% year growth. That is amazing. In a time like this, when, when we're all concerned about stock markets collapsing, bond markets collapsing, we're losing equity in our houses, we can have a smile on our face like I always do because we can have something good. There's hope and there's light at the end of this tunnel. If you do the right thing, reallocate into silver or gold, tangible silver or gold, and we can help you with that. 
exploring biohacking, bioharmonizing, biosynergizing, stacking, resilience, or anti-fragility? Start here. No gimmicks, just proven results. 